Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Trending Up. We're so excited to be back. Um, Edgar, I mean, we just want to get to it. It's been a quiet time for Trending Up the last couple of months. It's March. I think the last episode we had was December. And uh, we've just been going through transitions and various things through life, as everyone has been. And so we're back and we're hoping to be more in a uh, constant and congruent continuous all the c words you can throw in there uh approach and way as we move forward Edgar, any words on our silence man it kind of feels like yeah. the, the 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 period between the old testament and the new testament right they're like where have the prophets gone <laughs> no i'm joking that's a religion joke i guess <laughs> uh yeah it's a, that either landed or, or fell, it or did fell not horribly, it yeah. fell and crashed i got booed but um, yeah, so this is our first episode of the year 2022. And honestly, the reason why we've been uh, silent was on my behalf. Uh, my wife and I lost um, our son, Caleb, um, and we'll leave it at that. I'm, I'm not really mm -hmm. ready to talk about it, but there's been a lot of grief. There's been a lot of recovery, a lot of um, angry and anger and sadness all at the same time. So... Uh, we have thought about um the podcast and we thought about our listeners we we've seen that some people are catching up and thank you for catching up on the podcast even when we haven't been producing content um in the last three months uh we can see that people are supporting us just by listening and mm, yeah. um, as much as we want to uh, serve everyone and you think that as pastors we may have it all together um, it is very encouraging to see people uh tune in uh, i for how many minutes uh, i'm sure we can find that statistic but just the fact that you are going onto your local podcast hosting app whether that is spotify or apple Podcasts, uh we are thankful for you because um as much as we want to serve you you are also a blessing to us yeah, yeah. so thank you for um being patient with us during our silence we haven't forgotten but um we are still here and going to serve uh, you as best as we can in 2022. Mm, mm. Uh, but a lot has changed. And uh, specifically, what's really has affected gas prices, has affected U.S. Bro. politics, yep. maybe has affected your house project or anything that you're working on in life is the, the conflict in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Se Sebastian, how have you, be have you been involved in keeping up with this? What what ha how has this resonated with your life because you did spend a time in Europe so yeah. what do you think yeah man it's been it's been crazy to see right um as obviously to thinking that we're on the verge of world war 3 ukraine is not part of the the nato group and so as such nato and all the countries involved don't feel the uh the strong urge yet to jump into the conflict right because it can lead to world war 3 and we've we've hear of russia's volatileness and nuclear war and it can be just the end of the road there um but yeah just being there in europe i remember being in poland and in south south of poland and uh we had a lot some same, same thing like ukraine and crimea in the south a lot of people that were sympathetic to russia when russia used to be a larger uh part of europe you know after world war ii they divided the land and and restructured uh stuff there so a lot of people there in the south this is kind of what happened in crimea when russia came over we were actually in Poland when that happened, and people in Poland were kind of afraid that it might happen in south of Poland as well. Um, so 
seeing that, but more than anything, anyone that's been watching news or even on social media, seeing the videos, it's been really interesting to see a war, um, uh, a takeover, I guess you want to say, more than a war uh, uh, from a foreign, from another power, another nation, um, live through TikTok, through Twitter, through Instagram, literally people live streaming what's going on, which has been crazy. Usually we look at history books. And so seeing this uh, makes it really surreal. So our hearts are with the people in Ukraine and also the people in Russia that are, are suffering both sides, right? Uh, in Russia from, from their leader making these decision, decisions and the military acting in such way and a lot of false information being spread around. And, and in Ukraine, a lot of people losing their everything, livelihood, that they work so much to, you know, the houses, education, moving to different places. And so our hearts are with the people in Ukraine. And, and, and if there's any way, you know, we've been trying to help as much as possible in donating uh, different churches as, as our church has been doing, trying to raise funds to send over there to people that are helping uh, others in Ukraine find refuge and safety. So it's been a crazy time amidst all that is going on, right? Yeah, yeah. For me specifically, um, there is a seven, uh, what is it? The seven degrees of separation, yep, which yep. is the idea that we're all interconnected at least, uh, by six other people, mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. with a lot of people throughout the world. And, um, I, I've seen a lot of, um, people that, uh, have family members or are connected to Ukraine. And I'm surprised at how many people I am associated with. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's a lot of heartbreak. There's a lot of death and this potential this has the potential to escalate to worse things. And, you know, yep, um, yep, yep. As, as we are just bystanders, uh, because we're not making the decisions that uh, these government leaders are doing on behalf of Russia, um, I, I think about, like, I think about how all this boils down to mm-hmm. uh, people looking for security in material things and in conquest, mm-hmm. using that as a way to feel more secure mm-hmm. from Russia's perspective. They're scared of uh, being threatened by the West or by the NATO countries. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so our topic today is not a commentary on Ukraine. Yeah. Our topic today is really um, a continuation of what we were doing right before uh, the Christmas season uh, in December of 2021, uh, we've been going through uh, the 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 S's of uh, Adventism. Uh, we've gone through, I believe, we've gone through already. Uh, Second coming, and <laughs> I just went blank. I had it. We've done salvation and second coming. The salvation, salvation second, and coming. second coming, and today, for those that grew up in a religious home, you may have heard of Sabbath. For those that grew up in Advent in an Adventist home, mm-hmm. you have definitely heard of Sabbath. So today we're going to touch upon this, and um, it's actually interconnected with the idea of conquest and the idea of war and 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 um, takeover that uh, Russia um, is is behaving, you know, is yeah. doing. And yeah. by the way, yeah. this does not mean that the U.S. or any other country has been perfect. Like this is not a straight um, endorsement of any other country, and just saying that uh, Russia is the only person that has done this. You can condemn the actions of Russia and also know that the country that you're part of, in our case, the United States, hasn't always been the best. hasn't always done the right course of action or the best thing. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. with that being said, uh, we are going to talk about Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's good, man. Um, you know, you look around like you're saying, right, and and forming the everything that happened has happened in our lives, in our churches with COVID, people that have passed, uh, loved ones that have passed, Ukraine. Um, this has been a time of of a lot of anxiety, right? Um, and, and and even in there, I think COVID was a blessing in that it helped at least in the beginning months, right? Amidst uh, the struggle and the tension and the and the craziness of um, everything going on. We are a society that is so fast-paced, right, that it's so easy to get lost in doing, 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 that we don't spend time just being, right? For example, yesterday I was down with some friends in Miami, and we were just sitting there and just literally just talking, and I felt like I had to be doing something, right, whether it be on my phone. You know, it, we just live in a fast-paced society where even when we want to just take a break and sit outside, we kind of feel guilty because we're not being productive, it seems, right? And so in the midst of that, with that productive idea, we also have the anxiety-filled arena where everything we look around, like, you know, they're, they're just, we don't take time to take a break, refocus, recenter ourselves. Um, so we're overworked. We don't like to take vacation. And we really have no rest, not only physical rest, but spiritual and emotional. And I think what a lot of people are facing right now is burnout and they're just overwhelmed. So from work, having to go from, um, in person, maybe to then virtual to then hybrid and now trying to navigate that. I know you and me, Edgar, you and I working through churches and trying to lead during this time. And we've maybe talked about this a little bit, you know, through the mass stuff and vaccinations and conversations with COVID and now opening, closing church. Everything's been just overwhelming. Right. Um, and, and there's a, there's, you know, the, the Sabbath, right. Many, many times I think when we present it as a church, it, is shown in a place where, hey, the Sabbath is a day where you can't do anything fun, a day where you're bored, right? If you're young, that's how you see it. A day that starts Friday night and Saturday night, so you can't go out Friday night, you can't do this. And then, so most of the time you talk about it, it's always like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, we can't, we don't, you don't, we don't, you know, we shouldn't. Um, or it's used as judgmental towards others that go to church and worship or keep another day, right? Um, but that reality is not what the Sabbath is is or what god intended for the sabbath um and so edgar i don't know if you have any any interesting uh, situations with the sabbath as you were growing up or even as you've been pastoring uh maybe misinterpretations of what the sabbath is so i i i think that what we fall into as human beings is creating having this idea of sabbath and then creating the idea of Sabbath in our own image. And, and let mm. me explain. I, um, the Sabbath was always, growing up was always taught about a day of, a, a day of religious activities without really remembering who, who gave the commandments mm -hmm, to rest mm -hmm. and what its ultimate purpose was for. So, for those that grew up in an Adventist home, Sabbath was always a day that you don't do this. But most likely, I can't say it for everyone, but most likely it was divorced from the idea of spending time with God. Mm. Um, it was typically a don't do this because it's bad mm -hmm. idea. Mm -hmm. And there is right and wrong, but the ultimate principle behind Sabbath is is a relationship like i mm -hmm, i start thinking mm -hmm. about genesis 2 yeah and in genesis 2 adam and eve are described as being created again 
it started in Genesis one, but in Genesis two, we 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 can we can make the bold uh the bold prediction mm-hmm. or the bold mm-hmm. uh statement that Adam and Eve's first day living was Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were living their point the the experience of Sabbath for Adam and Eve wasn't just to sit on a couch, go to a church service, go back home and take a nap mm-hmm. and then wake up and then do something fun that night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh Sabbath was a day that they spent with God mm-hmm. and they're able to talk to God and I'm sure they had questions. Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve had just inherited this piece of property that had a lot of maintenance, a lot of care for. Yep. And now they're spending time with God. And that's their full day. So, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a, a lot of our Sabbath experiences, which we may find as boring or limited, mm-hmm. is a total opposite of what Adam and Eve experienced yeah. in yeah. their, you know, in the Garden of Eden with God. Yeah. No, that's good, bro. That's good. Um, You know, I, I love that point that you said in creation, right, uh, of just the time where, where really... Um, and this is a book I've talked about too, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Homer. And, and he puts the point out, as does Rich Villotis in his book, um, uh, The Deeply Formed Life, just the idea that you are working out of a period of rest, right? Where many of us are just working, 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 and never resting. God, really, from the beginning, as you said in creation, right? In, in Genesis 2, when, when man, in Genesis 1 and 2, when, when man is created, the first day, their first day of existing is a, is a, is a, is a break, is a rest day, right? So, I'm, I, you know, I, I was talking with someone as a personal trainer, and it's kind of like, you know, you go to the gym, you, talk, they, you get a personal trainer, and they're like, all right, when do we start? We'll say, oh, we'll start tomorrow. All right, what's the first day? Oh, no, you're going to take a rest day. Before you work out for the first time, you're going to rest. It doesn't make any sense because we just want to get going. But God's like, look, yeah. the premise here is that your best work comes when you are the most fully rested, right? That, that your first priority is resting and being in God's presence. And from there, you go out to do. Which many times we see rest as a reward. God sees it more as a, you know, that's the best way to start. As a starting point, right? Rather than the, the end. Um, another thing I want to touch on too is, you, as you talked about Genesis, in Exodus 20 and Deuteronomy 5, this is the part of the, of the, of the story of the people of God, the Israelites, and Moses, their leader, has taken them out of Egypt. And in Exodus 20, they get the Ten Commandments, right? We've, we've heard of that. You've maybe seen the movie. It's a ten, you know, things that God has said. And we've talked about the Ten Commandments as well in previous episodes, kind of in the idea that um, it's not necessarily what you can't do, but more of now you don't have to do these because I'm your God and I will provide, right? So you don't have to have other gods because now you just need one, right? You don't have to worship other stuff or make idols because... I'm an actual living person and, and being, right? Uh, uh, so there's all those things. And so he talks about the Sabbath there. And it's very interesting why Moses, in, in two different sections there, Exodus 20 and Deuteronomy 5, gives two reasons for keeping the Sabbath. The first one is pointing back to what you said, Edgar, about creation, right? He says, look, keep the Sabbath, take a break on the Sabbath, because God worked six days, he created the earth, and then on the seventh day, he rested. So if he stopped, and the first thing Adam and Eve said, they stopped. You got to stop and do the same thing. And in Deuteronomy 5, as he's recapitu- recapitulating what he had shared before throughout their journey in the, in the desert, 
he says that now you have, you know, the, the second reason you're keeping is because God took you out of Egypt, right? Out of the land of enslavement and redeemed you, right? So we're keeping these, that the Sabbath is a beautiful just time to remember God created you. He has you for a purpose and he's also redeemed you, right? He's, he's died for you. He's, he's given his life for you. And I think it's a beautiful reminder for us in that it just, just the, the, you know, the, it, it takes to take a moment, not just because it, 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 I mean, obviously it helps us in taking a break physically, mentally, taking a break from work. Spiritually, it fills us because we don't have to prove our worth to God because we don't have to, you know, work to prove to him that we're worthy of his love. No, he already loves us and we work out of this place of being and rest. So I think it's a beautiful reminder that we see here that God is trying to, from the very beginning, very beginning, uh, instill in his people, look, the Sabbath is important. Again, we don't stop to take a break um, because we live in a society that is so fast paced, but God knew that we would be like that, you know, the Energizer Bunny, right? Just running around, running around, running around. And God's like, no, y'all need to stop because the best way, you're not going to be effective in what you do if you're not taking breaks and stopping. Yeah, and what what is also communicated by stopping is to know that our whole existence as humans is not just to do things. Our existence is to to be, mm-hmm. to be a person, to be alive, to be there next to the our yeah. our uh, our loved ones. I remember growing up, and I have a cousin who uh, his father worked a lot, mm. and I remember uh, going to his house growing up and. He had all the toys. He had all the video games. Mm-hmm, he had mm-hmm. everything that I would want. And he w- he told me back, and we were young. We were probably like 14 or so. And he said, you know, it's nice that I have all these things, but I wish my dad was just, he he was with us wow, more. Wow, yeah. And And what that brought to my attention then and now as I'm older is thinking about, life as not just a time to get things but a time to be with one another and Mm. our closest loved ones should be able to communicate with us should talk to us yeah yeah sometimes we are so obsessed with our jobs maybe so obsessed with our um things that give us like some kind of satisfaction like something that we produce Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, gives us some satisfaction mm -hmm. that we forget that we are supposed to also be human and present with one another. Yeah. So that is something that hasn't left my mind and that we should be aware of that God doesn't just want you to believe that you are a machine creating things and doing things, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you're called to, to be alive. And, and that's why, um, part of Sabbath was this other idea that was connected which was the year of jubilee, yeah, the yeah. year of of happiness mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. restoration. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, in in English, the closest idea that we have is in English, retirement is a time that you, after you worked your whole life, you are now going to retire. And you know, if you like fishing, if you like mm-hmm. golfing, if you like gardening that's what you're going to do in retirement right you stop producing and now you just retire from work well in spanish retirement is 
Pubilar, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. Jubilee. Oh, good. That's good. It's really That's interesting. Good. That's good. That retirement is supposed to be a time of, of happiness, of, of content, being content. So this is back to the biblical idea that there's supposed to be a year of just being thankful, mm. like stopping your work and being thankful that God has provided everything in your life. Mm -hmm. I mean, how crazy would that be if after seven years you tell yourself, you know, I'm going to stop working this year and I'm just going to relax at home. <laughs> Most people would be like, you are a lazy person. Yep, right? yep, yep, yep. But, but God is reminding the people of the Israelites that you're not just called to continually work, mm -hmm. but be thankful that God has provided things around you mm. to be able to, to rest. Mm -hmm. And I think, Sebastian, I, I, don't, don't you feel that it would be fair to say that many people look at work as their own experience, like something they did, rather than thinking that God has provided yeah. the situation for, they, for them to work. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. And I think it all depends on where you start the conversation, right? If you, just, if you start from the working, then whatever you do is the product of what you've done, right? So I'm working and then I'm resting because I work so hard. But God's like, no, it's not about your work. It's about what I did because I created the world, right? So you get to rest for us. And from resting, then you get to work, right? I think it's a picture of our salvation. Many of us want to do good things. And Paul has that, you know, I want to do the good things, but I do the bad things. But the bad things I don't want to do, I do that. So if you focus on yourself to do it, to find the rest, to find salvation, it's going to fail. But if you work from understanding that you are saved, that God loves you, that God has made it for you to enter into heaven and to be with him forever, then you can work from that reality. I mean, it goes to the word of what Shabbat means, right? I mean, I don't know how your Hebrew is. My Hebrew is kind of rusty, but thankfully we have Lagos and, and uh, Accordance and different programs. But Shabbat meaning not just Sabbath, but, but also the, the idea to stop and to cease, right, from your work. And it's beautiful, you know, the idea where people say Shabbat Shalom, right, in the Jewish faith, uh, where people say, hey, just, you know, Shabbat, you know, may you have a peaceful or a whole Sabbath. But this idea of stopping, of ceasing from your work, literally is what they would do once a week. And like you said, the year of Jubilee, which is a beautiful thing that, that brought freedom um, to the people where they were able to stop. Another thing that I wanted to point out from, you know, I've been going through the, through the Bible, doing five, five chapters of a, um, a day with, the, with some of the people from some guys, some people from church with the intention of finishing the whole Bible in about eight months. So by August, right now we're in Second Chronicles. We just finished Second Chronicles today. But it's very interesting to see just, you know, the different things that God has told them and how they have, you know, whether good keeping it or not. Um, but it's beautiful that every seven years in Leviticus 25, the land would have a Sabbath. They would literally have a stop. And we don't really do that, right? In our society, yeah. it's yeah. all about what's no. the most efficient, cutting corners. We think about the labor, yeah. you know, outsourcing labor to other nations because it's cheaper there. So you don't have to pay minimum wage. And so... You think of different big corporations in the United States and kind of the conversation, right? Why don't we build stuff here in the U.S.? Because we don't want to pay the money to the workers and we'd rather outsource it to other people that will do it cheaper and do more. Um, so one of the verses there says, For six years sow your fields, for six years prune your vineyards, gather their crops. But on the seventh year, the land is to have a Sabbath of rest, a Sabbath to Lord. Do not sow your fields and prune your vineyards. So what's that showing is, hey, and this has been shown by agricultural studies, that when you give time for the land to recuperate, to get better, um, it can produce more fruit later, right? So God is teaching them, hey, even the land, the things that you use, 
uh, um, the, 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 the people, the animals, if you don't allow them to rest, and here they had every seven years, they had to take a break. And that way, take a break. And, and, and what's beautiful is that everyone enjoys the Sabbath. People, right? Moses says, hey, the persons in your household, your wife, your kids, the, the servants you have, the, the workers you have, the people around you, everyone gets to enjoy a Sabbath. The people, the animals, and the land. And something very interesting, I just read today, actually, at the end of Second Chronicles, the people of God have not followed him, and Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, comes. You know, there's a political dialogue in the back. They're fighting. Nebuchadnezzar takes them to Babylon for what we call the exile, right? They're taken forcibly from their land. And the Bible says in verse 36, in Second Chronicles 36, 21, get this. Very interesting. It says, the land, once the people left to Babylon, once they were taken out of their land, right? It's kind of like Russia take, coming to Ukraine, taking the Ukrainian people back to Russia as an exile. That's what happened here with Israel. They were taken to Babylon. When the people left, it says, the land enjoyed its Sabbath rest. All the time of its desolation, it rested until the <laughs> 70 years were completed in the fulfillment of the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah. So 70 years, the people are in Babylon. And the beautiful part here that the writer of Chronicles says, hey, because the people were wicked, they were defiling and hurting the land. But the land is now having a Sabbath rest, which I thought was really neat to think that even God cares for the land, right? He cares for us, the animals, but even the land here finally gets a break. That's crazy. You know, I, I wouldn't think that, that the Bible would record that idea about the world t getting a break when something just bad happened. You know, people were exiled, went to exile, but then the Bible makes the point to bring up the idea that the land rested. It, you know, you know, it's interesting because there is, to a certain extent, there is a uh, an amount of respect that we're supposed to have to the land. Like, and this is really interesting because when you get into the political sphere of how to treat the land, a lot of Christians are always found on the on the right side, which is the land is okay with us constantly like taking like uh using it to either in fracking or and uh, when it comes to like global warming, like I I don't mean to get into the sphere because I'm not an expert, but if you if we come to the conclusion on both sides of the political spectrum mm -hmm. that the land needs to be respected, we are already starting on a more biblical premise mm -hmm. rather than thinking that the world will constantly be able to provide no matter how much overuse mm -hmm. we can make of the land. Because mm -hmm. the truth is, according to this idea of Jubilee, the land could be abused. And that is something that we need to be aware of as believers. Yeah, dude, oh, man, we can just stay on this topic. But this was what gets me excited, right? As I'm reading through the Old Testament, through the Bible thing, Bible year, you start seeing, and obviously there's things that like, they feel outdated, they feel old. And maybe we can talk about that too sometimes, maybe do a whole series on Leviticus or something. But you, know, you begin to see how cool this is, right? How God is like thinking of things that we don't even think about today, as you're saying, right? A lot of our political dialogue is, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't really discuss this. We're not, and God here is being not just mindful of people, but of animals of the land. And so moving into why is this important, right? We've talked about it. We've mentioned it. God knows we're hardwired to work and not rest. So one of the mm -hmm. first things he tells you from the beginning, take a break. Adam's first Eve, as you first day, First full day of life, we believe, is, was on the Sabbath. The principle is relationship, and you've hit that on the head. Um, and, and again, you know, it doesn't make any sense. You go to the gym, 
and they tell you the first day on the workout program is rest, right? We both work out. We would be like, nah, man, we got to get to hit the road. You know, we're going to go heavy. We're going to see how much you can squat. You know, we'll get your, your PR, you know, what your record is right now. And then we'll work from there. But God's like, no, if I'm your personal trainer, your first day is taking a break. Um, and, and, and go, you know, sticking on that workout idea, right? Rest days are so important, Edgar. I don't know how much you value rest days. I love it. Not just because I don't have to go to the gym and stuff, even though I feel like oh, I got to move, I got to do something and you can have some active rest, right? Walking, doing a light jog or something, but they're so important because it gives your body a chance to repair and recover. Um, you have a lot of athletes moving now into even, even eating differently, right? Having a different lifestyle. To provide, to able to be better rested and faster recovery, and one of those things is rest. Right? Many people will say sleeping early, doing this, this, and that, but it helps a lot. Right? Replenishes your body, uh, it prevents injuries, it allows your mind to rest. And so, what does this speak to our society, Edgar? What? How does this sh- idea of rest? Right? We we see it a lot in workouts. We see it a lot in in exercise plans in athletes. Right? How important resting is. I think if I could go first, what it speaks to our society and to our world today is that, uh, and I guess it's a question, right? How beneficial would a simultaneous cessation of work be to me personally and to the planet as a whole, right? Like, how would our society benefit from taking a time to rest? Just a quick story, and I'll give it to you. I, when I, and you were talking about someone that you knew about working, working. When I was in Poland teaching English, there was a teacher that we worked with that she was from there. And she taught every single day, right? And, uh, and I could see her. She was just burnt out. She was never taking time because she had it to provide. And I was trying to tell her, hey, man, you know, without getting too preachy, too biblical, I was just, hey, I see how important rest is. And I think you should think about at least taking one day off. Obviously, in our theological idea, we would want that to be a Sabbath, right? Just a beautiful time. Yeah. Just because even how the work week are settled, right? Usually Monday to Friday. Yeah. It just makes sense to take a break at the end of the work week. Um, and so didn't do it, right? But it was just always talking to her and saying, man, I just see like you, I see the bags in your eyes. I see the lack of energy. And I think you would benefit from resting. Yeah, you have all the money. Yeah, you, you're, you've been getting a lot of students and stuff. But that means nothing if your emotional health, if your spiritual health, if your health in general is not there, right? And so I think that where, is where our society would benefit, right? Um, Edgar, what about what do you think? Yeah, I I, I think that our society would benefit um, from having rest, where their mental health, mm-hmm. in theory, yeah. would improve when you're not constantly stuck in this rat race. I think yeah. something that's interconnected yeah. with rest is uh, poverty. Mm-hmm. How many people can't take break a break because they have to pay their bills. So something that good. something that I, I would you know you know interject and just mention is wh- how much like how are you spending your money and how can you spend your money to give you the ability to rest at some point. So I remember my wife was working at the hospital last mm-hmm, year mm-hmm. and someone commented on the fact that my wife doesn't work every week and it's true today we have two boys and uh my wife and i value her being at home so she works once um every week um if that so three times a month is the minimum she does something in between that so 
So three to four times. And um, my wife told uh, that coworker and said, hey, uh, you can work less, you know, um, just like I do. I mean, I, we just we work within our budget to pay our bills and so forth. And that's when the, the coworker said this. It, it was a jarring statement. She said, oh, yeah, my husband said I could stop working. But uh, that means that we have to sell our boat. We have to sell our cabin in the woods. Mercy. <laughs> and I'm not willing to do that. Yeah, yeah. So she was saying that she was working to keep these material things alive in her life. Yeah. So yeah. that's why she couldn't take breath. Mm. So that brings us back to the idea that uh, we are more than just to have fancy cars or to have a cabin or a boat. But we are called to be people and to be around those that we care because at the end of the day, um, our finances are limited. They're here one day and gone the next. Mm -hmm. So how much are you willing to give your life to to be able to have the things around you? Uh, But rather having uh, Sabbath to alleviate muscle pain, Mm. mental health, repairing your body from uh, six days of labor yeah um yeah, also preventing yeah. injury and and so forth yeah no that's good bro it, it really speaks to i think you hit two things that i want to talk about right you, you were talking about people that really it's a necessity for them to work that much um and secondly for those that really don't have to but they do it because of the way that they're living right i got to be able to afford this and it really yeah. comes and for that second scenario it really comes down to like where what your value is right and god speaks to that right hey you know, what does it gain a person if they gain the whole world, but they lose their soul, right? And I think not only does that speak about salvation, but I think even in this life, right, you can work so hard for your, you know, your retirement, putting money in your retirement. You get to 60, 65, 70, and you don't, aren't healthy enough to be able to do that. Something happens. You don't make it to retirement age, right? What was it all worth if you didn't take a break here and there, if you didn't enjoy life a little bit? And that's the point that God is making. Hey, you got to be able to smell the roses along the journey, right? So many times you want to get to the end, but you, sometimes we won't even make it to the end of the journey, right? So I think that it's very interesting. And I think it really speaks to, hey, where is your heart? Like, what, what are you trying to, you know, do you need all those things, right? And could you live simpler? Um, and, I'm assume, and I'm sure living, more, living simpler, you could be able to have more rest, not just physical, but emotional, mental rest. Um, and for those that have to work, I think, you know, God can still provide. And I don't know, it's cliche. I know we say all the time. I was just talking to someone that one of our church members that, that works in construction, and he was telling me about those situations that he has, he now has very, a lot of teams that he runs in his business that they go and do the projects, right? So they'll go do, uh, they'll re- revamp a, a, a bathroom, work in a kitchen, right? Different stuff. And his main thing is, hey, you put the tools down Friday night. And he shared stories of how God has blessed him and his teams when he honors that. And people, it's, it's weird for them, right? Especially in construction. You want to get the job done as soon as possible. And Friday afternoon comes and he's like, you better not be here tomorrow. You guys go home and take a break. He's like, no, no, we'll come. We'll finish. It's just a little bit. He's like, no, no, no. And he told me a story that um, someone was like, no, no, we'll, we'll finish it. We just need a little things more. And we just need to paint it and finish it off. And he's like, don't be there. And so... Uh, Turns out he goes to church and on Saturday and he's there. And at the end of the afternoon, when the evening comes, he looks at his phone because he kind of disconnects completely, right, for Sabbath. Yeah. Um, he checks yeah. his phone. He's got like 30 missed calls from his, a team of his <laughs> workers. And he's like, what is going on? And so he's like, yeah. you know, what's going on? I said, hey, you know, 
two things. You know, we went and we were trying to, you know, rent out a, a, a machine from Home Depot and I needed, we needed your, your confirmation and the car to rent it, right? Because he's the owner. So he does, he makes sure he does all the finances. And he's like, why? What happened to the other? I was like, oh, you know, well, because the painter we were using this morning on Sabbath um, wasn't working. And he's like, oh, interesting. Yeah. So he got into it and he found out that, hey, look, the machine is very new and he keeps it clean and everything. But today, for some reason, it just wasn't working. And he's yeah, like, yeah. and he took it as a time. He's like, this is why I told you don't work <laughs> on the Sabbath. Right. Obviously, it could be tongue in cheek. But his whole point was, look, yeah. I told you as a boss, I'm not requiring you to work there. Go and take time off. Be with your family. We'll get it done on Monday. There's no worries. Right. You're going to get yeah. paid the same amount. Don't worry about it. And then it was kind of a very like because he went the, the, on Monday to see them. And he said, has this thing ever broken? He's like, no. And he's like, well, this just shows you, right? If you're able to take a break, you know, it, it, kind of the idea, right? If you don't take breaks, this is you're going to break like this machine, right? And this could be a way of God telling you, hey, take a break and you need to honor what God has said. And so, you know, going to those things, I think God will will bless abundantly when we just trust and throw ourselves on him, right? It goes to the idea of working. Sometimes we're working so much to provide for our families. And yes, we need to put our part and, and do our role. But when God says, yo, you got to rest, just rest, rest in him. And I think we would, as a society, just, it would work wonders on our mental health as a world. And, and, you know, think about relationships between bosses and clients, right? Where they're not, they're not expecting you to be on the clock 24 um, seven. They're not expecting you to pick up your phone one day a week. Hey, take the week off. We'll address it as soon as the, that your Sabbath is done, right? Think about how we would be where you knew there was a day where you didn't have to do anything. You could just stop, right? And sometimes even just stop from house. Sometimes on Saturday, I'm like, I, I wish I could do some household stuff and get ahead of it. But just know, mm-hmm. like you said, it's mm-hmm. relationships. It, it's about uh, uh, spending time with yourself. But more than anything, remembering, hey, in my faith, I don't need to prove myself to God. I don't have to work for his love and his affection and for my salvation. He created me and he has redeemed me. And man, you can just enjoy that rest. In that day, we do that, right? And this goes into, I guess, how we can talk a little bit of how we live the Sabbath out. We are both pastors and we go to church on Sabbaths. Our, our church function primarily on Saturday morning worship services, but we try to t- com- you know, provide a time and a place where people can come together, take a break from work, and find a place to be together as community, to be encouraged through music, through prayer, through words that we share. And just take a break, right? So I tell people, hey, go out for walks, you know, hang out, have a potluck, spend the whole day with the people there. Just take a break from doing all the normal things that you do every single day. Edgar, how do you, how do you live out the Sabbath? Yeah, for me, uh, as a pastor, I really, I've re- I really struggled with mm. the Sabbath rest idea mm. in the beginning uh, years of, my, of, of pastoring. Um, and it's a constant struggle. So I, I don't want to make it seem that like Sabbath as a rest day um, is easy all the time. I, That's when good. you're, That's when you when you um, are serving a church um, in an employed status, you, you, you want to like work yeah. and be seen and, and talk to people and so forth. And uh, what I've encountered is that I legitimately have to make the, the, the effort mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. look at pastoring on Sabbath, not as a job, yeah. but as a, something that I, 
it, it as a joy mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. serve and not just think about it as I'm working, but rather I'm serving God, and by serving God, I may I'm preaching and teaching, and um, making Sabbath a time to just rest. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and that's something that like again, it's not easy all the time, but it's something that I am being intentional about. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good, man. I appreciate your honesty there because it's very true, right? As you said, our main uh, visible time of work for us, right? We work the whole week, but and most a lot of times 24-7, but most of its attention is on us on Saturday mornings, right, when we're there. Mm-hmm. So for many pastors, many people that volunteer at churches, Saturdays can be a very stressful working day, right? Um, and so obviously it's always a struggle to how do I incorporate these elements into how I keep the Sabbath, right? When our job on Saturday is to provide those spaces for everyone else, right? So that in itself is, 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 is work, right? Um, but I do find that, um, that there is a beautiful thing, right? We talk about keeping the Sabbath and what that looks like. And I know we haven't gotten into all that, you know, and, and what that looks like, what you can or can't do. But that's not the point I think we're trying to say, right? We're trying to say, hey, the point is seeing what the point of the Sabbath is, right? The main reason of why God gave it to us. And I think there's this beautiful lesson in just the language we use, right? It's not just that we keep the Sabbath, but I think even deeper is that the Sabbath keeps us. Yeah. And a beautiful reminder that, if it weren't for the Sabbath, right? And especially I, I think of college. As soon as I got to college, man, you're on your own. You're in the dorm. You're studying and trying to do your assignments. And, and when Saturday comes, you're like, close the book. I'm not picking this up Friday yeah. night. I'm not picking this up until Saturday night. If that, I might even pick it up on it's Sunday, that. right? Or Monday. <laughs> but it was just a beautiful room. I mean, I really felt it in college. And, and, and just like, man, I don't got to pick it up. I can just stop. I can go to church. I can go to Vespers. I can hang out with Edgar. We can go for a walk. We can go Saudi Daisy and jump into the, you know, the rivers and stuff and really take a break and not have to worry about the stress of the week. I'm really trying to focus on connecting with God and with connecting with others. And I think that in doing that, the Sabbath really keeps you, right? It gives you a break mentally, physically, spiritually. And this is the, this is the goal of the Sabbath. Obviously, that looks different for different people, right? Some people love to go outdoors. Some people need to take a break and take an hour or two of sleep. And God's okay with that. You've been overworked mm-hmm. the whole week. Moms, go take a sleep, you know, go take a nap. The husband's got it now, or you know, leave your kids at Papa, whatever it is, right? Take a break. And the Sabbath, I think, for everyone, even for us, I think we could speak in our journeys as we've grown, it's morphed, right? In different seasons of life that we've yeah. been in, the Sabbath yeah. has been differently. And it comes down to that relationship with God, right? Where relationships with others change and morph depending on what we're going through, what we're facing. So does what God provides. And one of those gifts is the Sabbath. Um, so I love it. Even though we have to navigate as pastors how to, how to live it, um, I think it's a big blessing. Yeah, I, I think for me, Sabbath, like I already mentioned, is about a relationship and experience with God. Hmm. And that, whether every Sabbath is that exact experience yeah. or not? Yeah. That can vary depending on uh like one day I taught Sabbath school or I taught a Bible study, I preached and then I had a funeral service. Um that was a busy day and and that happens to a lot of pastors and and and, and even those that are um 
just church church members yeah. you may yeah. have a busy sabbath like yeah. that and at the end of the day you may feel tired on sunday and be mm-hmm. like wow saturday was really busy but i always remember that the premise of the principle has always to look towards the eden example yeah look towards what god wanted sabbath to be and remember that it's about a relationship so as i was in the parking lot right before officiating a funeral service i took three minutes and closed my eyes and just said lord this is the day that you want me to spend with you Mm. nourish me strengthen me yeah yeah and i opened the the uh, car door and went and served uh the people as a pastor so you know sabbath is going to be different for everyone mm-hmm. um and, and it's hard for churches to accept that specifically yeah. seventh day yeah. Adventists, because people are different and for some people sabbath may be going on a on a walk or in tennessee when we're, where we studied sebastian was go on a hike mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me that was not rest but for some people <laughs> it was, it work. was. It was work. And, and for me to like condemn that i think mm-hmm. it's so critical mm-hmm. so when when pe- when you remind people sabbath is a time to spend with god mm-hmm. and keep mm-hmm. that as the principle then as long as we can see that as the basis of that then we are in agreement yeah. and figure out the details like by yourself in your experience with the lord mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. oh dude i love that man and and, and that's it, right? We're just going to, we don't want, I don't want to spell it out because then it becomes like, oh, okay, well, Pastor Sebastian, Pastor Edgar, tell me I got to do X, Y, Z. And if I'm not doing, so we're just going to leave it generic like this. But we hope that at least in knowing the foundation, right? And the, 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 the desire of God's heart when it comes to the Sabbath to change from a view of like, I need to do this and I can't do that. I can't, but to more of like, this is good for you. Um, and I think that's the main thing that we're trying to show here on the Sabbath. Obviously, there's a lot we can talk about, but in the recap, right, that God gives us the Sabbath for us, for the people around us, for the animals, even for the land, right? And it's important because we live in a time that is full of not just overworked and, 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 and burning out, but more anxiety and stress over what's going on, trying to provide for our families. And the Sabbath is a weekly reminder that we can stop and trust in Jesus, right? Which is we all need to do, especially in this time, that we can just stop and rest. So we hope that this conversation has been helpful to you. If you have any questions or would like further dialogue on this, please reach out to us. You can do that on Instagram, on Facebook, um, and email us and whatever. But we're grateful uh, to be back. We're grateful to be able to, conver- to have these conversations again. And we look forward to sharing more stuff as the days go by. Thank you again for sticking with us, as Edgar said in the, in the beginning. And uh, we hope that you have a wonderful time practicing Sabbath uh, as you